from Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. In this podcast, we meet up with Chai Guy, the co-host of Burncast as he takes the summer months leading to Burning Man to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. The last time we interviewed him, he was leaving Zarl Dezura to begin his journey on the PCT, which spans 2,650 miles from Mexico to Canada through three western states. Along the way, he'll stop at Burning Man to celebrate his ninth year of attending the event. For more information about his progress or to contact him, visit his blog, http chaiguys.blogspot.com. Hey everybody, this is Chai Guy from the Pacific Crest Trail. At approximately 8,000 feet above sea level, just outside of Wrightwood, California. Okay, what's today's date, Chai? Oh, today's date is uh, it's May 26th. And how many days and miles have you done? This is my 372nd mile. Wow. And, yeah. And how many days? And this is my 20, 27th day on the trail. Holy cow. Yeah, 20, I, I left the day before May 1st, so from Zara's, so 27 days on the trail. Okay, are, now we're going to be playing the three-ply community drinking game, right? Yeah, but I can't. I drank a little too much last night and a little dehydrated, so we're going to be using water today. <laughs> what do you mean you drank last night? <laughs> well, we, you know, the hikers, we uh, we went into town and uh, we took over a bar and uh, got got my drink on, and uh, I'm a little dehydrated <laughs> this morning. So. What do you mean the hikers? Uh, well, there's. Uh, I'm doing this by myself, but there are about 600 other people who are hiking the trail this year. And we all left approximately May 1st. Some people left a few weeks before. Some people are left a week or so after. But there's a there's a window of time in which you have to complete this hike due to the weather. Uh, you want to be able to cross the Mojave Desert before it gets too hot. And you need to be able to uh, cross the Sierras uh, after the snow melts. And you want to be able to get through the Cascades uh, after the mosquitoes have gone. So there's kind of a... Yeah, there's kind of a... There's some weather important criteria for hiking this trail. And... Uh, so, you know, we call it the Horde. I like to refer to it as a kinder, gentler Hell's Angels. We, d we descend into the town under the cover of darkness, usually <laughs> early in the morning. And when the townspeople wake up, they are uh, inundated with hikers. And we generally just wipe out their supply of, uh, of beer and, uh, and, f and uh, dry foods. And, you know, and we usually maybe we'll stay over a night and, and rent out all the hotel rooms and have a big party. <laughs> and then we and then as quickly as we come, we leave and, and we're on to the next town. And instead of Harley Davidson's, we have leaky trekking poles. And, uh, is that a brand name? Or yeah, is that a, like a leaking pole? No, it's a brand name. That's why. <laughs> but I, but I actually, um, I didn't spend the two hundred dollars on the aluminum pole, <laughs> and I, I picked up a stick off the ground and and I wrote "fakey" on the side of it. So, are people giving you shit for that? Uh, they seem to rather enjoy it, but I, I seem to rather enjoy making fun of people who spend two hundred dollars on aluminum poles. <laughs> so it works out. All right, so we're gonna be drinking water so you can hydrate. Yeah, thank you. I okay. appreciate that. Okay. All right, so at Zara, I had asked you, why are you doing this hike? So right. Yeah, I just wanted to elaborate on that a little bit because I, I think, I don't remember exactly what I said, but, but essentially the story goes that six years ago I was working in a library and I, I came across a book published by National Geographic that was uh, originally published, I believe, in, in the late 70s. It was, a, it was basically just a, a photo in a journal of some people who had hiked the trail and the, the photos were just absolutely spectacular. They were just some of the best of things you know that you could just expect from National Geographic. And I was really just enamored with the entire idea that there was a there was a continuous trail that went across you know the United States vertically, and and that you could actually hike a trail without ever getting off of it. Uh, technically, 
so I was just really I was just really impressed with that that whole idea. It just seemed it just seemed to me to be something magical and and something that I wanted to experience uh, after looking at the at the photos. And but also too, um, and that was six years ago, and that was something that I'd always planned to do. And then I and then finally found the right opportunity to do it in the right time in my life. But it's also too, I think it's one of the the things that just really motivated me is because I just I'm so distraught with uh, the United States with America with our country right now and I just wanted just wanted to kind of experience something positive about it one of the amazing things about this hike is that I've just really been able to connect with people on a human level human being to human being and it's just the generosity and kindness and love that I've experienced from people the other hikers and, and the, the people who are I'm meeting in towns it's just overwhelming and you know I think I don't know. I think that I'm I'm only 300 miles or so into this hike, so I'm, I'm sure there are other lessons to be learned. But that's definitely been revealed to me. You know, is that is that what's wrong with this country isn't the people who live here. You know, because the people who live here are are amazing. You know, and 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 the the this place is amazing. You know, like we're sit right now. We're sitting on this trail, and we're you know we're looking at these beautiful snow-capped mountains, and we're looking down on the cloud-covered valley. Below of Los us. Angeles, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Los Angeles, actually, and uh, it's just it's it's amazing, you know. It's it's you can't help but experience God or you know a higher power up here, definitely. And so you've been meeting a lot of people besides the, the hikers. Yeah, like... there's, I mean, the people um, meeting people in town. It's is it's it's amazing. You know, you have a backpack on and a, and a funny hat, and people just are naturally drawn to you and want to approach you and talk to you. And so people come up to us all the time and, and ask us uh, questions about our hike, where we're going, and they're usually amazed. And, and first of all, most people don't know about the PCT. They don't realize that there's a trail that goes from Mexico to Canada, and they didn't. And so they have a lot of questions about that. A lot of questions about you know how we're how we are out here, how we are affording it, how how long it's going to take, what's what what kind of equipment we have, and so it's it's really nice to be able to talk to those people and and just to relate to people on on an, on a level like that that's not not based on a commercial transaction or um, you know some some other false thing that we have in our in our culture. Okay, and I was reading your blog. Uh, what are trail angels? Yeah, so trail angels, it's kind of an amazing phenomenon that I wasn't really expecting before the hike. I had read a little bit about them, but I wasn't really, I didn't know to what extent that people were willing to help. But essentially, trail angels, a trail angel is someone who just is out there to help hikers in any way that they can. And so it could be something as simple or as complex as there's certain stretches in the desert where they'll go 30 miles without water. And so tra there's some trail angels out there that, that put out what they call water caches. And they'll 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 uh, either hike out or you know put it in a jeep out to like 50 gallons of water in the middle of the desert at a at a predetermined spot for hikers, and uh, create um, you know an oasis for us so that we don't have to haul all that water through the desert by ourselves. Um, and some people choose not to use those. You know, some hikers it's against their personal beliefs to to use that water. But you know, for for those for us mere mortals like myself, it's a blessing, and we really appreciate it. And then. There's other people who, you know, like, for example, I went to Wrightwood yesterday and there's a, a, a trail registered there with a, a list of phone numbers of families that live in Wrightwood who, you know, you call them up and they'll come pick you up and feed you dinner and let you spend the night on their porch or in their spare bedroom. And then there's then there's people who are just kind of like impromptu trail angels. I met, uh, there were two waitresses at Thelma's restaurant in Big Bear City who I met recently who, their names are Diane and Adele and they just... They're so amazing. They were so taken in by hikers that they were just driving hikers around all day long all over the city and 
helping us resupply and taking us back to the trailhead and passing out their cell phone numbers so that people could get rides and um, they were just really amazing and, and they were really excited about our trip it's kind of funny that it, as excited as I've been about this trip I, it's amazing to meet people you know on the street that are even more excited excited about it than I am and, and are so curious about how it's done and, and want to do it themselves and and uh, it's also it's also kind of a reminder to myself how lucky I am to be able to do this because so many people come up to me and say oh, I've wanted to do that hike for years and I just haven't been able to and I know that feeling because I've wanted to do it for six years and it took me that long to do it but the bottom line is that you know if you want to do it it's so easy to do I mean it's it's just you know, you have to just free yourself from kind of these prisons that we put ourselves into in this daily life of, you know, a job and a car and, and a house and all that stuff and, and kind of uh, be willing to abandon that for a moment to be able to experience what real freedom is and to be able to realize your dream and to do what you want to do. This support you're talking about, how people are helping the trail angels, it, it has a flavor of Burning Man to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, very much so. I mean, it's 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 really interesting because there's definitely gifting going on out here. You know, just rolling into town and, and some guy stopped in a pickup truck and, you know, pulled out some cold sodas for, for myself and some other hikers and just, you know, handed it to us. And, you know, just uh, meeting other hikers the other night, somebody pulled out a a no big cheesecake and, and you know made it up for everybody in, in their cook pot and just served it and there's definitely you know there's a lot of similarities I think between this hike and Burning Man I think that you know you have a lot of eclectic people from all different backgrounds I've met people who are doctors lawyers um, people who are welders people who are unemployed people who are IT techs I mean there's just people from all different kinds of backgrounds coming out here and doing this hike and getting together everybody out here is radically self-sufficient you know, you have to be, you carry everything on your back. Uh, there's a lot of creative, artistic things happening out here with people. And it's just, it's really, it's, 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 the, the, there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels. And there's a lot of, I think, of that exchange of information and, and, and community going on. Uh, oh, oh, man. I got that far without saying it. Okay, I need to drink more water anyway. So... So yeah, it's been really fun, and it hasn't been it hasn't been a, a departure at all from from that experience. But so, how has your experience from Burning Man influenced your hike? Well, I think uh, I, I at, first, at first I thought I was going to be like you know the desert rat. I was going to like kick ass in the desert and and blow everybody away. And what I realized is that at Burning Man, I really spent a lot of time in shade, and uh, I spent a lot of time drinking. Uh, various beverages uh, in the shade during the heat of the day at Burning Man <laughs> and so I'm not really hiking with a 30 pound pack on the playa and uh, so I wasn't I wasn't quite as maybe prepared for the desert as me as as I thought but uh, but one thing though that's definitely helped me is is uh, I'm used to being dirty covered in dirt <laughs> and so I'm not I'm not jonesing for a shower the way some people are when they get into town because I just feel like why shower? You're just, you know, five hours later on the trail, you're going to be just as dirty as when you started. So what's the point? And I, but I definitely think just being able to talk to people and approach people and, and put people at ease. I've, I've made a lot of friends. I think just being able, just because I'm, I'm just so used to being able to share an experience with someone and have a great conversation. You know, I, some, a couple of years ago, somebody asked me, like, why do you keep going to Burning Man? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't need to go see, I don't need to see the, you know, the man burn anymore. I don't need to see the spectacles. Those things don't really interest me. What interests me about Burning Man is the conversations. And that's what, that's what, what I'm interested in out here is, is the conversations that I have with people. You know, I mean, the mountains are, are wonderful and majestic and, and it's a, it's, 
it's amazing to kind of put your body to this test and it feels it feels incredible and there's endorphins flowing but really um, I'm really out here to, to talk to people you know I'm really out here to, to find out what's going on inside of people and and to express myself that's that's really what I'm doing out here and have you met other burners on the trail yeah actually I think it, like I met my first burner at like I don't know my 48th hour on the trail yeah, or something. Really? yeah. <laughs> so it was, that was really that was really fun so what was this encounter like with the burner they just said, "Oh, I know a, I, I know a chai guy. He goes to Burning Man." And I said, "Yeah, that would be me." So, yeah. And speaking of Burning Man, are you? I mean, you are going to yeah. attend the event, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to Burning Man this year. Um, I'm going to be somewhere in Oregon, and, and at that point, I'll come off the trail, and, the, and someone, uh, a guy named Desert Duck, will um, be giving me a ride to the event, and then and then some, somehow I'll get back <laughs> to the trail and, and finish hiking it. And it's kind of funny actually because. Uh, I was really I, I, I started out this hike with with two things. One that I would absolutely positively make it to Canada. Mm-hmm. There there is no question. The other the other was that I was absolutely absolutely positively make it to Burning Man. There is no question. Uh, right, but something happened to you actually, right? <laughs> right. Well, well first of all, I I the second day on the trail I abandoned the idea of 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 having to make it to Canada. I I the second day on the trail I decided that I will be out here for 5 months and I will get as far as I get and I will do my very best to make it to Canada. But if I don't, then I will, I will just simply finish the hike, you know, at, at, at a later date, you know, Does that have to do with the weather? it has to do with the weather. Well, this has to do with the weather and, and the fact that, you know, in order to, to make this, to make Canada, you've got to do 20 miles a day. And sometimes I don't do 20 miles a day. Sometimes I do 16 miles or 17 miles. Um, so I just had to, to kind of come to the terms with myself that, that there's a possibility that I might not finish this hike in Canada, that I might finish it somewhere else, but that I'll have to finish it, you know, the, the actual complete mileage at a, diff, at a later date, maybe the following year or the year after. But with the, with the, with the Burning Man thing, I, a couple of nights ago, I started contemplating that perhaps in order to, to make this dream happen, in order to, to get to Canada, I would have to forego going to Burning Man, which would, which would really be crushing to me because it, this is going to be my ninth year. And I, re- I really was looking forward to it. And then I and then you came today and, and handed me an email from Feral Cat, and he told me uh, it was well, really Feral. First of all, he's he's a he's a guy that uh, hiked the PCT and uh, is also a burner and has a VW bus and has a VW bus. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of similarities between he and I. And he he just wrote this little note. It's really interesting because I was I was really really on the fence about going to Burning Man for the last couple of days about whether or not I'd be able to do it. And he just wrote this note and it basically said, hey, if Chai Guy's on the fence about going to Burning Man, tell him not to worry. I took a month off and I still finished the trail. So that made me feel great because I'm like, okay, good. Now that I know that it's possible to do that, I think uh, um, I can kind of have my cake and eat it too. So your blog's called A Walking Meditation. Do you actually meditate? And what kind of things do you meditate on? Is this a spiritual experience? Is this, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's um, without getting too hippy-dippy, I, I definitely have been searching for some answers in my life and, some, and have some questions in my life and wanted to kind of come out here and work some of those things out. It's, uh, I think some people have the idea that you can kind of get out here and you know, exist on a higher plane of consciousness instantaneously by walking this trail. The reality is, is that there are days when I have, you know, um, a talking heads, like five seconds of a talking head song playing on a loop 
for 20 miles, you know, and, and an earworm, I think an earworm, right? Yeah. There's a lot of talk of earworms out here. And in fact, it's kind of almost verboten to talk about them because lest you give it to someone else. And there's, you know, people are like, I have the circus song stuck in my head, you know, or like I have, you know, three seconds of the beastie boys girls stuck in my head, you know? And, and, uh, so there's this idea that, um, that you shouldn't really talk. There's two things that you're kind of not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about earworms and you're not allowed to talk about food that you don't have. <laughs> so like you can't really talk no about, pie. you can't talk about like the steak that you're going to get in town or uh... like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the lobster that you had on, you know, on a boat while you were in, you know, in Boston or whatever. Um, so yeah, those, those, there's some, there's certain things that you're not really allowed to talk about, but actually here comes some hikers right now. We'll see it. Let's see if, uh, if they want to, um, do you want to see if they want to come over and say hi? Or... All right, yeah, you want to. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah, we're we're recording a podcast. Do you guys want to say hello on our podcast? Sure. Okay. These are two hikers that are just coming up the trail right now. I am Mojave. Good to meet you, microphone. <laughs> and I am Muse. Yeah. So tell, why don't you guys just tell us where you guys are from? Uh, I just quit my job in San Antonio, hometown of sort of Southern California, Orange County. Oh really? Yeah. Right on, man. That's where I'm from originally, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I was born and raised in, uh, well, born in Newport Beach. Live now in Newport Beach, but raised in Santa Ana. So, mostly Orange County. Cool. Wow. The yeah. OC represents today. <laughs> um, so, why are you guys hiking this trail? It's an epic adventure. Yeah? Five, six-month journey. Yeah, I wanted to get, just get tired of everything, you know, get tired of work. Entire civilization. Just want to take a break. Yeah. I had nothing else to do. <laughs> so why not? Oh, look. Yeah. And these guys, do they have the leaky sticks? Yeah, he's Check got out. the leaky sticks. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. right. Ultralight. Good stuff. Yeah, anything else you guys want to say? Any, want to say hello to anyone back home? or? Just like to say hello to my girlfriend. I don't know how she would hear this, but Meadow, hello. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, my parents who are mailing out all my shipping boxes, resupply boxes, so they've been a big help along the way. Thanks to all the family and friends that have been housing us and supporting us on our trip. So we're back from our break. We met up with some other hikers who you just heard in the previous portion of this um, podcast, and uh, we're picking up where we left off in the interview. Yeah, so I think you were asking me about spirituality, and I think what I was telling you was uh, that there's you know there's definitely days where you know you're you're just dealing with some kind of mundane things about be it a song stuck in your head or an earworm or um, you know some days are just survival. Hot survival yeah just making your making food and making sure you're you're getting enough to eat and drink and making sure that you're staying out of the sun and that you're making your miles and that you've got a, a good place to camp at night um but then there's other days you know where yeah you're definitely you're definitely having this experience of kind of reliving some conversations that you've had in your life and and thinking about relationships and about your your role in those and about your role in this life and what you're here for and, and, and being able to meditate on all kinds of different subjects. Um, I think one of the interesting things that I've read that a friend helped me out with before I left was let me read a book that was written by a, a Buddhist monk from Vietnam and he said 
Issa to when you're walking to meditate on the footprints that you're leaving and, and that when you leave each footprint, imagine that in each footprint, a lotus blossom is, is, is coming up in each one of your oh, footprints. Yeah. And to think about that. So I, I, I've, I've spent some time thinking about that and that's, that's a really nice meditation just to be able to, just to be able to think about that and just, and kind of clear your mind of, of the earworms and to clear your mind of past conversations that you've had and just to think about that and to experience a clarity through that. It's been, it's been nice. Okay. So get ready. All right. You talk about, I mean, the people you're meeting on the trail, it, it almost sounds like just talking to those guys, there's almost like there's a community. Yes, like, there it, is. Can you talk about this community? Oops, one more. Can you talk about this community? Yeah, I can actually. Um, interesting you know there's it's interesting because uh there's there is a community here it's 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 so <laughs> it's so different from burning man in the sense that we're nomadic we're we're constantly moving uh, while burning man is takes place in a, in a stationary ex environment yeah it's a fixed environment of the playa and it has these boundaries there's a fence around it you know exactly where it is here it's it's the trail it's it's the towns that we visit the the people are constantly in motion and it's it, it's spread out over hundreds of miles from from the first hiker to the last mi hiker is probably several hundred miles distance but you know you're hiking along at night and there'll be a, there'll be several people camped out and you'll be invited over to camp with them and and food will be shared and stories will be exchanged and uh, it's very there's, there's a, a camaraderie. There's a camaraderie. There's there's a kind of a code of conduct. What's I, that? Well, I, I, <laughs> I, there's people who are looking out for each other. You know, there's a, there's a lot of care for each other. Um, I was hiking outside of Warner Springs, and and I'm there's a there's a man that I admire very much. He's a he's a um, he's a monk from Portland, Benedictine monk. He's from Portland. He's 71 years old. His name's Joff. Joff is uh, stands for Journey of Freedom and Fulfillment. He's been a monk for the past 50 years. This is the 50th year of, of being a, a Benedictine monk. And so this is kind of his, his present to himself, his celebration of that, doing this hike. And he's actually done this hike several times in the past, and he's done other long-distance hikes. So it was kind of interesting because, you know, we were camping near each other and outside of Warner Springs, and I was kind of camping in this group of younger guys, and I think he maybe felt a little bit intimidated and kind of camped on the outskirts of us and and so as it started to get dark i went over uh, he was in hush camp he was in hushville yeah he was in hushville <laughs> so i kind of i kind of went over to check on him uh as the evening wore on and i re what i realized in, in doing that is that i was really checking in on myself you know i was really i i, I went to comfort him but what i realized was that i was actually seeking comfort for myself from him you know uh -huh. So that was that was a really powerful lesson, and and uh, he's uh, in in Joff is still going strong. I just got a report that he's that he was uh, seen recently in near Cabazon, and so he's I'm glad that he's still on the trail and doing well, because he's uh, you know he's an he's a little bit of an he's an older gentleman, and he's he's uh, you know has he has some problems, some health issues, and so it's it's good to hear that he's still he's still hanging in there with us and keeping up with with. Uh, the rest of us, you know, really well. So, so, get, so getting back to your goals, like, and do, do you know what his goal is? Does he want to get to Canada? Or oh, he... his goal is definitely get to Canada. Yeah, that's that's definitely his goal. You know, it's it's really amazing because he he talked about really wanting to have to find a partner 
on the trail to hike with, but that he was concerned that he would slow somebody down and he didn't want to be, yeah. you know, he didn't want to slow anyone down from making it, you know? Right. So, um, but he's a great guy and I hope, I hope that he catches up to me at some point and that we can hike t again together because he's a really neat guy. Okay. So you described the, there we go. You described the community of, right. of the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, and one other thing I want to comment on before we go to the next question mm -hmm. is, People even have trail names, like client names, right? Right. Yeah. It's everybody has a trail name. It's 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 kind of uh, it's kind of uncanny as to how how similar it is because, you know, you, most trail names are have to be given. You know, you have to earn your trail name, and uh, and yeah, everybody. So everyone refers to each other as by their trail name, and uh, so yeah, there's there's some really there's some good trail names out there. Some of my favorites, um, TDS. Which stands for totally different subject, because the guy's constantly going off on tangents, and uh, you know, um, yeah, there's just there's some good ones out there. So, so yeah, and it's interesting how how that works because uh, because I think it's it's so hard. You know, you have if you have seven Shawns or seven you know Marys, it's or how Ron. do you, right or how do you how do you keep track of of all those people? And it, actually, a funny thing that happened last night: some friends visited me in Wrightwood and, and they referred to me by my Christian name and uh, and it was there was there was a almost a sigh of disappointment among the other hikers that they <laughs> they they knew my real name and, and they were they weren't very happy about that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like when I learned the fuzzy bunny's real name was Mike, I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> it takes some of the magic out of it, doesn't it? Well yeah. he's still a magical guy. We yeah. love you, Fuzzy Bunny. <laughs> um all right, so my next question is it so you you were describing the um the environment of the trail as opposed to the environment of burning right. being contained what is the trail like is it is well it... the trail is so di i mean it, it's so vastly different from day to day that it goes through i believe every single temperament temperament zone on earth other than ra tropical rainforest so we, we go through a colorado desert a sonoran desert um, the mojave desert alpine, uh, alpine arctic tundra the you know it's it just go, it so it's it changes so drastically. For example, uh, day before yesterday, I was hiking through Cajon Pass. It was almost it was nearly a hundred degrees. You're, you're walking through uh, cactus and chaparral, and then and then you come up here to the San Bernardino Mountains, and you're walking past snow. You know, and that's in one day. Uh, that's you know six thousand feet of elevation in one day over sixteen miles. And you're walking through a you know pine forest at the end of the day within and there's snow on the ground and and so it's just it's pretty incredible and then I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through through here and then go down into Agua Dulce and then and then cross the Mojave Desert. Is there anything you want to kind of convey to our listeners before we wrap this up and also give any shout outs to people out yeah. there? Yeah, well I think I think one of the things that I've learned about hiking this trail um, and having this experience is that you, that, that that this whole idea of community is uh it can happen anywhere and and you can make it happen for yourself anywhere and, and, and surrounding any experience that you might have it's just it all it takes is just reaching out to people and showing love to people and um and and just and having conversations like we're having right now you and i you know and and that's all it takes and it's there's nothing there's nothing inherently magical about about the space that you know the environment where Burning Man takes place. You know it's just it's just an empty and it's an empty box and and we create it and you know this trail is an empty box and it's what it's whatever 
I choose to make of it, you know, at the end of the day, that that's kind of what it comes down to. And, and it's about, it's about the experiences that, that I have and with other people and that other people have with me and, and, uh, and with myself. And so that's all. Okay. And any shout outs to any shout outs, man, I have so many shout outs. I don't even know if we have enough tape for all my <laughs> shout outs, but I just really want to thank every single person that's written me a letter on the trail. Um, you guys, if you're out there, you can write me a letter. Painy. Painy, thank you so much. I can't believe Painy wrote me a letter. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so you, you can go to my website and you can uh, you can check out um, all the different places where I'm going to be stopping and getting mail and send it general delivery and I'll pick it up at the post office. And if you write me, I'll absolutely write you back. And uh, so thank you so, to all the people that have written me letters of support and love. And I love you guys so much. And I just, uh, I really miss everybody. And sometimes it's hard being out here even even being surrounded by other hikers and other people it's sometimes it's it's hard to be out here um without without um you know without being in touch with all the people that i really care about and love that are back home so i really appreciate when people send me letters and and emails or you can call my 1-800 number and leave me a voicemail or anything i have all kinds of ways where you can reach out it's 1-800 my yahoo and then the code is 800 chai guy right no one it's buggy though i have to tell you it is kind of buggy but when you dial when you dial uh 1-800-MY-YAHOO then you just hit pound and then dial 800 chai guy and then then you can leave me a message and you can find also find out where i'm at that day and if anybody wants to come out and hike with me i would love for people to come out and spend a mile or two or five or ten or whatever you're willing to do and we'll go hike together and have a conversation i would really really enjoy that and that's that's all Okay, well, I'm glad I had an opportunity to catch up with you today. Yeah, and I'm glad that you came out and visited me. That really, it means a lot to me that you came out here just all this way just to see me. That's that's very special. That was Chai Guy, and you have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. Please help us fan the flames by telling your friends about these podcasts, which are available both in M4A format as well as MP3 format at www.nospectators.com. For more information about this or other episodes, visit our website, www.burncast.net, and a special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts.